Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, good afternoon. The Nepalese Meditation Bowl is chiming, and that means it's time for the Art of the CEO, the show for people who enjoy the challenge of business and who want to do it a little better. I'm your host, Bart Jackson, the Hieronymus Bosch of business, and whether you're an outdoor guide who guides clients to the best fishing, bow fishing, and bow hunting sports, like Captain David, or perhaps you're one of the nation's top CEO recruiters turned NYU business college professor like Terry, whoever you are, we are here to bring you the sage counsel of business masters to help your career and your business. Now, every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, The Art of the CEO streams live right through your cyber door through the magic of Internet space and a mystery that none of us really quite understands. And every show may be downloaded by visiting blogtalkradio.com slash theartoftheceo. That's blogtalkradio.com slash theartoftheceo. So visit now and explore for your benefit. Now today's episode is part one of the Art of the CEO's Corporate Innovation Series, and it is entitled Presto, Innovation, Magic in the Cards. Yes, today we're going to watch the cards very carefully and learn how a simple custom print shop has reinvented itself to as the, well, really the go-to resource for burgeoning and the explosive market of games and gaming. And yes, you may think that board games and puzzles and playing cards are still very much part of the uh, thinking class's uh, recreational scene, and they are. But no, these are not your grandmother's Whistbridge and Monopoly, friends. Today's games have stormed across the Internet. They are kind of classic, edgy novel, and they involve players by the hundreds of thousands. And one company, Ad Magic, has captured the, the partnerships with this bizarre coterie of gamesters, including some of the big boys, like Cards Against Humanity. And so today we have... Ms. Sherry Spiro, president of Ad Magic, to open our eyes to this new gaming world and tell us how her company was able to bring these games into international prominence. And I, I got to tell you, just to, to talk about discovering a new market, but not just discover it, but taking the reins and leading it the way they have is an amazing thing. And so we're all going to find out about this uh, by talking to Sherry. Uh, in a little bit, but right now I'd like to uh, have you all take a moment to to pause so we may supply you with a few utensils for the upcoming Feast of Wisdom. First, as I always do, allow me to remind each of you individuals hearing my voice that the good Lord has gifted you with the title and privileges of Chief Executive Officer of yourself. Now that's the most important position you'll ever hold in your career. So I ask, will this be the day that you take stock of your progress and set yourself against the yardstick of how others in your firm or your graduating class are doing? Or are you going to wake up and say comparison is only the wellspring of useless anxiety? Just go ahead like the bumblebee and start making your own honey and your own way. Whichever, the choice is truly yours. Secondly, uh, the second utensil, Let's, it is time to dip into a little laughter and take a scriptural recitation from the 101 Best Business Quips book. So let me pull it down. Okay, here we are. 
we are. Oh, all right, here we are. This is number 29. My supervisor has that rare ability to make everyone on our team look very good. By comparison, I mean. <laughs> and as an afterthought, I'm going to give you a little twisty idea here. For all of you who think that you're laboring under a boss with less skills and brains than yourself, I'd like to suggest that that may be really irrelevant. Many great leaders don't know great depth about their product. They only know how to get the best work out of marvelously clever folks like yourself. So instead of weighing your little gray cells against hers, why not concentrate on using your own cells to the best abilities? Just a thought. And perhaps as a third for our third utensil, we should call this day's utensil the dice roll knife. We will give you the answers to last week's business quotation. Now, today, before we leave the air, we'll broadcast another quotation, and we invite you to email us the name of the author of that quote, as you believe him or her to be. Just simply write the name and send it to info at bartsbooks.com. That's I-N-F-O at bartsbooks.com. And if you're right, we will send along to you a marvelous gift from the dungeons of Bart's Books Bookstore. And so, the author of last week's quote, that is the individual who said, if you want to know what God thinks of money, just look at the people he gave it to. <laughs> that was none other than the wisecracking wit of the Algonquin Roundtable, Miss Dorothy Parker. So now, ladies and gentlemen, let's dig into today's feast and introduce to you the woman who has discovered that the game's a thing, Miss Sherry Spiro. Sherry, how are you doing today? I'm great. How are you? Oh, I'm glad, I'm glad, I'm glad that you made it back from China all in one piece. And, Sherry, when I look at Ad Magic, I think, and you, correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I, what I see <clears throat> is a print shop on steroids that's exploded into a full-service kind of put-your-game-on-the-map organization. So if if we could forget your humble beginnings for a minute, could you give us a, sort of a concise guess of what Ad, Ad Magic provides and from provide it? Well, AdMagic provides a full-service product development and manufacturing service for game designers, primarily. Um, and that would be both experienced game designers and Kickstarters as well. We provide as much or as little assistance as they need to help them get a retail-quality uh, product into their hands, and then after that into the hands of their consumers. Ah, okay. Well, that's right. Sounds, so basically, like basically, what, what we're doing is we're we're walking them through the process. Yeah, yeah. And you know, there's I don't know anyone else who does that. I mean, I I know many people who dream of games, have games, even create games. And quite frankly, most of us, even experienced business folks, don't have a clue for that. <laughs> but I, you know, I'm curious. Yeah, from from my perspective, from this guy's view, I sort of see board games and playing cards as um, perhaps a bit dated. Uh, I mean, are you telling me that all of the, these physical games have not been made irrelevant by the video world? Well, that's an interesting question. Actually, I have found that physical board games have actually become more relevant as the phone and the game technology uh, have both evolved, uh, people want direct uh -huh. interaction and real FaceTime with their friends. They want to enjoy each other without their devices for a change. They get sick of being oh, chained to their phones okay. and computers. Yeah. 
Okay. Well, you were telling me uh, recently that, that uh, just, just to sort of ante up the action, they're now making uh, Monopoly games with real money. Yeah, that's pretty funny. That they the, actually did a, that in France. God. They released a few games of Monopoly with real money in them. <laughs> Very expensive Whoa. game. <laughs> yes, I'll bet. <laughs> Gives a whole new meaning to the term "go to jail." I think that's a lot of a lot of my own board members. Anyway, that's a whole other story. Sadly, um, <laughs> well, um, now you know. No, we have uh, w- with all of this, we have a whole new marketplace, a whole new, really a whole new generations of of gamers, people who adore, or maybe even obsessed by the thrill of the game. And I was wondering if you could help us get a handle on a market. Uh, on, on this market, could you uh, give us a, a profile or what, what type of folks and about how many are are part of this new gaming market? Well, I have a statistic for you that's kind of interesting. There's a very large okay. get together in Indianapolis every year called Gen Con, and basically it's a four day okay. tabletop game conference where people bring their kids, and it's it's just a, an amazing um, experience. Oh, and there are thousands of events and each event is basically a tryout of a different game so you can play games you're already familiar with or you can play new games that you've never played before and people buy tickets for these excuse me yeah Yeah. people buy tickets for these old and new they can Uh buy tickets and some of the tickets are free so they can try some of the games out for Uh free we actually had 120 events at Gen Con last year so we had hundred and different, 120 different <laughs> sessions where people could sit down and try our different games. Anyway, to give you some and idea this, of the growth of the magic. industry, sorry. God. To give you that, some idea that, of the growth that, of the industry, yeah. um, Gen Con took 15 years to grow to 30,000 attendees from 20,000. So it took them 15 years to get from right. 20 to 30,000. However, in the uh-huh. past three years, it's grown to 49,000 from 30,000. So, yeah, so this year we're we probably looking at here, over 50. Right? Yep, tremendous oh, growth. Oh, that's great. You don't see growth that's like wonderful. that in other industries. You know, I, so. No, no, you really don't. And I, I'm actually, I, 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 from the personal aspect, I, I really must say I'm, I'm glad to see it. It's uh, time to lift our eyes away from the decks. And, and, and uh, it's what a great way for, for, for people to interact and get to know folks. And uh, so you've got this whole... Uh, market here, but for you and your team at AdMagic, I mean, you sort of saw this new uh, inventive energy all dawning in front of you, and you guys seized the opportunity, and you basically provided the structure and outlet for all of this, and I was wondering if you could give us the... uh, Give us a success story. Someone, some client that you uh, who came to you and you uh, picked them up and, and led them through uh, the fact of, oh, look, look, Sherry, I've got a game here, all the way through to, to publishing it and getting it out there. Have you got someone like that? Well, I mean, the, the best example, the first example was Cards Against Humanity. And what happened was okay. um, they basically called me and asked me, you know, dozens of questions, some of which I didn't even know the answers to because they were so meticulously uh-huh, detailed. Uh-huh. And we're talking about very educated consumers. So that was my first uh, indication that there was a paradigm shift because I had never had somebody call me with questions like that. So 
So I, I went back and I answered oh, all the okay. questions, and then I had emails, numerous, numerous emails, back and forth with additional questions. You know, what if we grow to be a million pieces? You know, how will we handle the shipping? Blah, blah, blah. You know, I mean, they had no idea what, what they were oh, going to no. grow to, but they wanted to cover all their bases. <clears throat> and their first order well, was actually smart. very, very small. You know, I think it was, uh, mm-hmm. it was uh, you know, uh, under, you know, just a few thousand pieces. And then halfway through oh, that okay. order, the client right. said to me, um, we need to double the order. And halfway through that Whoa. order, they said, we need to double it again. And it just it just became, you I know, two it. and a half years of trying to keep up with demand. Well, this must have been, for for you, it was, it, it really was a bolt out of the blue. And meanwhile, you're making a shift from uh, printer and just, just the manufacturer right on to marketer and mentor and publisher. And you're trying to put all this stuff out there. What, just give us a, a sketch of what, kind of corporate innovations became necessary for you, you at Ed Magic? Well, the big thing was to educate the staff because the Kickstarter individuals are a unique type of client. They have unique needs. They're driven by their backers, right. number one, so they're very edgy, right. you know, and, um, and they're creative uh-huh. types, so they have to be handled carefully. And they have a lot of questions, right. so they have to be uh, handled with patience. So really, part of the job was to take the girls on the staff to meet the clients, taking them into trade shows, having them actually play games, and having them gear their own attitudes towards Kickstarter. Those are the main innovations. We had to introduce our staff to the world of tabletop gaming and to the designers themselves so that they could understand why there were multiple quote revisions. Why did these people keep coming back? you know, adding cards to the game, taking cards away. Why were there so many revisions? And why the designers were so uptight, you know, when it, when it, when their orders were in process and they were so nervous and, you know, demanding updates constantly and, and what it meant to have Kickstarter backers harassing you and supporting you at the same time because these people give their money so they're supporting you and then immediately they can turn into yeah. harassment because they want the, they want the thing delivered right away. And so we had to explain to our clients and our staff that there's a process. We had to develop certain, um, you know, um, educational and um, certain manufacturing processes that we put the clients through so they understand what they're getting involved with. You know, no, none of these guys have printed before. Sure, sure. And certainly not on a large scale. Yeah, yeah. You know, so the ones that really hit it with funding and hit, you know, maybe $100,000, they're, you know, now they're in up to their necks and they're scared to death. So our job is to say, okay, look, you know, we've done this before. (laughs) You know, we've done it before. We've printed millions of games. You're going to be okay, you know. Easy, relax. Easy, it's cool. It's money. It's good, you know. And then the, the big thing is to tell them, look, it's only numbers. Don't look at it as money. Look at yeah. it as numbers for now. You know, get used to the idea that they're yeah, just right. numbers. I have a, I know one <laughs> fellow who can only who can't add a damn thing until until he uh, puts a dollar sign in front of it. But uh, you know, this this just sounds uh, it, it sounds amazing, and I uh, believe me. We in publishing are very, very familiar with divas and folks who can't, uh, who need a lot of coaching. But, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like you to listen to that for a moment. That, that what Sherry said here was the 
biggest solution was to readjust the staff and how did attitude how did she readjust the staff attitude she took them and introduced them to the client and what they were doing this is a quill pen moment because it is a timeless truth so i'd like you to all take your pens dip them in the inkwell and write down that the staff needs to be not just aware of but familiar with the client and the product for you to provide the service as a company and as individuals. So please take that to heart. And uh, I hate to uh, to stop here, and we're, we're, because it's, this, we're just getting rolling. But ladies and gentlemen, uh, we are moving into the midpoint of our feast. And I just want you to know that you're listening to the Art of the CEO radio show on Blog Talk Radio. And as we come to the midpoint of our feast, it is time for me to introduce the company by whose good graces we're here today. And that firm is Prometheus Publishing, creator of Bart's Books Ultimate Business Guides. And you may visit bartsbooks.com, that's B-A-R-T-S-B-O-O-K-S.com, and explore a wide wealth of practical wisdom from business masters. And as of now, Prometheus Publishing would very much like to invite everyone enjoying today's show to take a look at the new Bart's Books bookstore. Prometheus has recently partnered with McGraw-Hill and several other business publishers to present you with the kind of books you need to read. So if you're that very capable young lady seeking your rightful place in the corporate boardroom or if you're the gentleman who needs to get his true abilities noticed finally by others, we invite you to browse through the books at at Bart's Books Bookstore and put the exact right tool in your hands. In the words of my sainted mother and Miss Denise Morrison also, who is the CEO of Campbell Soup, invest in a book. So uh, at this point, ladies and gentlemen, and all those happily enjoying the return of birds, sunshine, and crocuses, we are back to the Art of the CEO radio show at Blog Talk Radio, and I hope you are ready to continue feasting on the wisdom of Ed Magic's amazing game and masterful president, Miss Sherry Spiro. Sherry, you recently spent uh, an evening with the famed actor Tom Hanks. How did that go, and uh, could you tell us why, and what, what, how did you guys hit it off? <laughs> well, I had printed some things for Tom Hanks, actually. Um, the first thing I printed were I um, souvenir decks for uh, a movie that he had done, Saving Mr. Banks. And we had printed uh, custom playing cards with Disney art, real Disney art from the Disney archives from the original Mary Poppins movie, which was, yeah, really neat. And um, then when he did his show on Broadway, uh, because it was about a reporter, lucky guy, uh, we printed reporter's notebooks for him. And I, I took advantage, and while he was in New York, I asked his assistant if I could meet him, and she said uh, they would try to set that up, which they did. And so I went backstage uh, after the show with my fiancé, and we met Tom Hanks, and he was really terrific. We loved meeting him. Oh, so that's great. That's great. So yeah, show, I really got a sense gentlemen. of what a big star Follow he was them. after we walked out of the building, and I saw that the police had barricaded mm-hmm. nearly 10,000 people on the sidewalks. So that was, oh, yeah, that was pretty amazing. Well, I walked out the stage door know. with Tom Hanks, and, and there's police barricades everywhere, and I know people were like, who is that girl with Tom Hanks, you know? 
So wow, well, it could have been for the president of Ad Magic, you know. And, uh, <laughs> I don't think I, so. I certainly find that. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, moving back on to to something slightly less serious. Uh, I was wondering if you could tell us, you, you say that a lot of the gamers are uh, Kickstarter-funded. Now, as one of the nice things, as I understand, about uh, the, the crowdfunding from Kickstarters is that they they do something that's very good, uh, the way every business person on the planet should be doing it, actually, is that they look at it through the client's lens. It's sort of developing an audience or a, a client and interested people for the game's or the product as you customize it, right? Can you tell us a little bit about how Kickstarters works and what does it mean to you as a game manufacturer? Well, it's a reverse model. Basically, the designer is able mm. to find the clients first and then actually manufacture the product. So what happens is the designer puts his or her idea on Kickstarter and then interested people right. agree to buy it by committing to a dollar amount. And then if it reaches its goal... The designer gets the money from Kickstarter minus a small fee, and they're able to then take the money and manufacture the product and send it out to their backers. So uh, right. as long as they price it properly, they're in great shape, and that's where we come in. We make sure that they price their Kickstarter properly, they don't offer things they haven't priced, and, and that their tiers uh, of rewards work properly. And then the other thing we've started to do... We've started to take some of our successful Kickstarter clients on the road with us, which gives them a new life after Kickstarter, and that's what we're calling our Breaking oh. Games program. And that's enabled many designers to attend consumer trade shows with us, to sell their games directly to gamers, and now we're reaching out to retailers. Oh, I see. So you and so they become your sort of the, the, the leader, and you these are your 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 clients become sort of your posse of offerings, and you physically take them with you when you go around, right? Right. Certain ones that fit into the the program, certain ones that need what we're offering, um, we take them with us. So they have okay. a successful Kickstarter. Let's say they print 2,000 games and 500 were backed, but, uh, but they could right. afford to print 2,000. Then they have 1,500 games they need to sell. So that type of person may or may not have a plan in place for those 1,500, and we'll say, well, why don't you come on the road with us? We're already going to all these trade shows and sell your games, and that's what we do, take yeah. them on the road. Well, I, I think that's that's marvelous. It, uh, I think it's it's it must, for you, get a further relationship, uh, well-bonded, between you, and it's a great way of, of building repeat clients, I would assume, right? Absolutely. It's, it's, a, great, it's a great way of actually yeah. building a brand and a line of games. Mm. Well, that, yes, I, so you really, so Ed Magic now has become a, a game brand in and of itself through sheerly uniting your clients and, and Ladies and gentlemen, this is this is the, I think the crux of what uh, has made Sherry so uh, cleverly innovative in what she's been doing. I was I was wondering is uh, is Ed has Ed Magic uh, become sort of the primary manufacturer? I, I don't know of a lot of other manufacturers for these for this uh, for the innovative game market. I mean, I know the big houses, but uh, there are not a lot of other manufacturers for the small games, are there? Well, Ad Magic 
is the manufacturing part of the company, and then breaking games is what we're calling the publishing part of the company. <clears throat> I don't know of anybody right, else right, who has no. combined the two services into one. Um, I'm sure there are other printers out there, but you know we've no. we've started to take such an active role because this this genre fits us. Right. Well, you know, it, it's a it's an odd genre. I've got to say, Sherry. I, I mean. As I look at your client list and the names that you've got, Cards Against Humanity, Tabletop Deathmatch, Holiday Bullshit, Exploding Kittens. I mean, we are not rolling the dice on Grandma's games here anymore. Uh, I, I mean, Monopoly pokes some gentle fun at Depression Era Plutocrats, but uh, these games are just downright iconoclastic. Um, are are they? Are these really hard-hitting, and do you feel they're expressing uh, something... Of, of the generation? Well, a lot of them are fun. You know, uh, we have a game called Billionaire yeah, yeah. Banshee, which is uh, which uh-huh. is a game where you you have you read about a, a, cer- a, per- a person's perks, the good things about them, and quirks, and then you decide if you would date uh-huh. them. So they could be a billionaire on oh, one no hand, kidding. right? But on the uh-huh. other hand, they could be a banshee. And hence the name. So would right, you date? Right. Would you date a billionaire that's a banshee at night? You know, um, if you even know what a banshee yeah, is. Right, and he right. describes in detail what their what their attributes would be, so that you can make a, an honest, compelling decision. And then the people around the table guess what you would do. And it's it's a really great icebreaker. I've actually played it on a plane with oh. someone I never met before, which was kind of funny. And then we have uh, we have family oh. games like a, a game called Game of Forty Nine. Uh-huh. Excuse me, Game of Forty Nine is a great family game uh-huh. where you try to get four spaces in a row and you can bid to get those spaces. So children oh can my. play against their parents. They can learn to bid. They can oh learn to handle money. And then they can compete on equal footing with their parents and their siblings. And we have kids' games like Bookworm and Funny Mix. So we, we don't just print irreverent games. However, we do have a high okay. All right. quantity of irreverent games that we are printing so uh yeah we do and and we don't mind i mean they're, they're fun uh they're mostly tongue in cheek and they're and they're a lot of fun for people and uh people get a lot of joy out of them it sounds like you're having a good time with this i you know with this immense expansion and total paradigm shift of what you've been doing as marketer and publisher uh what has this meant to you personally as the president uh, and and also within your own life? How, how are your days different now? Well, I have a lot more emails, and I travel a lot more, <laughs> and <laughs> I do a lot more interviews. But to be honest with you, uh-huh. I'm having a lot more fun. I've, uh, I've expanded the staff, oh, and I have good. terrific staff, and... Uh-huh. I bought a uh, prototype facility out in Washington State so that we could make prototypes for the Kickstarters because, you know, every one of them needs a prototype game to to, uh, to shoot sure, pictures sure. of before they uh, kickstart and to play test. Right, right. So uh, so I bought that facility out there, and uh, it's just made life a lot easier. The, the moves that I've made have definitely um, made me a little bit busier, but I think I'm working smarter than I ever have. Oh, I, yeah, I have heard so many people say that a, a really sharp CEO, yes, they do have hobbies because they have time for them, because they have managed their time appropriately, and I, I could certainly understand that. My hobby um, right now is work, sure, I but... Just, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
Sherry, if I have a game, if I have a brilliant game, if I want to take my the Bart's books quips or uh, and 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 put them on cards, or if I want to turn them into a game, if I have a new game, how do I get in touch with you? How uh, and and get your help? Well, you just Google Ad Magic, or you can go to AdMagic.com. Pretty, pretty. Okay, all righty. Yeah. And uh, I just want to make sure that that all of you out there and. Uh, it can find a way to make your project better known, and this this to me has just been a barrel of fun. I've I've enjoyed it so much, and it seems like you're having fun with it. And ladies and gentlemen, I hope that all of our listeners out there are learning a, uh, a better way to have taken their business forward by basically providing a fuller service and looking and seeing what what it needs. Sherry, thank you so much for coming on. We very very much appreciate it. Thank you for having me. All right. And ladies and gentlemen, now as we round out the show, I'm going to leave you with today's business quotation. And who is the person who said, laughter is America's most important export? And just as a hint, this was the man who never let others forget that it all started with a mouse. And so if you think you know the author of that particular quote, just send that right on to info at bartsbooks.com. And if, if you get it, remember, there is a marvelous gift awaiting for you you in the dungeons of Bart's Books Bookstore. And finally, as a parting shot, in the words of my wife's husband, customers are like bosses. They're not always right, but you can't go wrong by treating them as if they were Ladies and gentlemen, as always, it has been a privilege. Sherry, I thank you for coming on. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, I thank you for listening. Good day.